We're back with segment three of the Zero Hour and our continuing look at Thor Ragnarok. Now's the time, if you haven't already, go back and listen to parts one and two, because you need to hear that amazing content. Thor Ragnarok is easily one of the best MCU films released. Kate Blanchett does a wonderful job as Hela, the goddess of death, and portrays probably one of the greatest threats Thor has faced in the MCU, not only until this point, but even until his very recent appearance in Thor Love and Thunder. In fact, let's check out an interview with Kate right here on the Zero Hour. Half of my costume was um, done in post. So a lot of the time I was trying to look fierce and bad and indomitable in a mocap suit, which is pretty hard to do. Those things are pretty, it's a lot of polyester to wear in, in uh, Queensland. I was gonna ask, the polyester. Okay, how do we get in and out of that and how do you use the restroom? Is this TMI? <laughs> no, it wasn't so bad. I think the restroom is harder for Chris. And, um, but no, but Mark and I were wearing mocap suits a lot, which are very easy to go to them. And probably no one would notice if you did it in the suit. Okay. They're so horrendous. Go. We yes, won't ask if you did it. Yeah, a bloot in my suit. <laughs> so you are the one that actually takes the hammer. You you are the one that does it. I know that had me at hello. Actually, I thought that was really exciting that that they were prepared to destroy Thor's power in the first few minutes. So yeah, it's a nice entrance to have like the Wonder Woman's to have such amazing women take parts in Marvel movies and just be like something that younger girls look up to. How cool is that for you to just be a part of it? Even though you are the villain in this, but it's, you know. Well, no, but I mean, I, I didn't realize until Victoria from Marvel told me that that I that I was um, inhabiting the first female Marvel villain on screen. And I thought, surely not. And I thought, well, no, actually, that's true. And there's been many, many, many in the comic books, but they just have not. They've been a little bit tardy in bringing them to the screen. So hopefully there'll be a lot more villainesses. And, and just getting into sh to shape, you already are in shape, but the guys are in there. There's a lot of testosterone. There's a lot of muscles. I know, what were you but, doing? But these guys do eight films back to back, so they've got to stay in shape. Me, I get in shape, and then I back to eating hamburgers. So, I mean, I ha they have to put me in another movie so I can... Because otherwise, I'm just too lazy. Well, how do you do Comic Con? What does it look like when you're walking through these halls? It looks ugly. I am a ball of sweat right now. Now, there's several other characters we need to hear from. Let's start with the Grandmaster, Jeff Goldblum, right here on the Zero Hour. Look, you're a vision in. That's a kind of a very nice brown. I know, it's quite cool, isn't it? I, know, I didn't realize very, it. I just saw my reflection just outside. Yeah. Like kind of and you'd be. Into the I know, you could play a. You'd do the, you could be a young, handsome Liev Schreiber. Thank you. Don't you see that? I, I see. You know, who, you know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Don't you think so? I think I could. Yes, I think so. I've never had that one before, but I'll take it. I think so. Who do people tell you you look like? Um, I don't really get many. There's a guy, there's a character in The Only Wears S, it's called Arge. This is a program over in England. A lot of people used to say it looked a bit like Arge. But Arge? Yeah, but, mm. but that I prefer Liev Schreiber. Liev Schreiber, yep, yeah, that's yep. The one. I did it. a movie with him. Do you know what movie? Uh, no. Yeah, with Anthony LaPaglia, the three of us did Spinning Boris. Oh, well, I haven't seen it, I'm afraid. Mm. Mm. I have seen this one, though. You did you like it? I loved it. You did. It's a great role. I mean, this must have been such a great role to get your teeth stuck into because he's over-the-top and eccentric, but at the same time, he's a nasty piece of work. Well, you know, he's been around for four billion and some years, so I think sometimes my... I'm a little bit... So I see people come and go, and I love them. I'm very interested in them, and I play games, of course, and I can. I have many superpowers, and I'm immortal. So I'm not as 
sentimental maybe or as as you know life comes and goes anyway and you know and, and I like things the way I like them and <laughs> I'm a little self-serving it's true and in, in the comic books the grandmaster blue skin you must have been thrilled when you found out you didn't have to sit in makeup for five hours a day you and know covered in blue that was good news because I did that in earth girls are easy yeah. I have blue fur and blue skin and for the fly, I was in fine makeup for five hours. Yeah, they did a very artful and interesting job of suggesting a blue thing here or there. Had some blue. You ever have nail polish on or toenail polish on? No, I, I don't. Really? No. If we took off your shoe right now, you wouldn't have. I wouldn't. No. You swear right I, now? 100%. All right. Do you? Have you got any on under there? Recess. I want to take a recess, please. I can't. Uh, you're badgering the witness. You're badgering the witness. What can you tell fans about your interpretation of this role? Because when it comes to comic book adaptations, fans can be quite precious over certain characters and, and this world. I mean, have you had to deal with any of that? And Not was yet, because that... nobody's seen it. You're the only one who's seen it, you and a few other people, really. And I'm um, just going by you to see if you liked it. But, when, but you know, now that you bring it up, I hope, I, I, I apologize if there's anybody out there who, you know, is devoted to the comic book interpretation and rendering. And if, we're, if we disappoint you in any way, I, you have my personal apology. We, I did my best and we did our best to do our own variation of it. And I hope you accept that and enjoy it for what it is. But it's not, it's not the, the, the most devoted visual thing to the comic book. So there, there we go. But I, I, was, I did my due diligence and I researched. I know about the the character that you love, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, I tried to do, do, what, I, do what I could. And uh, according to my, my trusty sources... Uh, you have trusty on, sources? On, on Google. Congratulations. Oh, on you. Google. No. Um, I, I was reading that. that you were considered for the role of Hulk back in 2003. Is that true? Is what happened there? I don't know. Never came... I, I don't know. If it happened, 2003. Yeah. Oh, jeez, I hardly remember. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. So if it happened, uh, it's, it's slipped my mind. Hulk? Yeah. Jeff, do you want to play the Hulk? I don't remember a conversation like that. I don't remember that conversation. I'm going to have a word of my sources. Well, these trusty sources. These trusties. Yeah. I don't trust anymore. CCC. Yeah. I have also heard that you're going to be in the next Jurassic Park, and I'm, I, I believe that is true. Um, I mean, true. Well, unless they cut me out of it, I did some filming. Hey, you know where it just struck me? You know where we filmed that? Where? In this hotel? In this room? No, oh, London. no. <laughs> London Town. Yes. Name one song with with London in in the in the in the lyrics. Uh, London Calling by the Clash. How's it go? Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to sing it. Uh, London. Uh, it, it's a, go ahead. Just you must a, know it. London Calling the Far Away like that one. You're very good. Yeah, do you, you know it? Very good. <laughs> can you, can you don't sing hide one? your light under a bushel. What's that mean? Do <laughs> uh, you know the song? Here, finish this sentence. Okay. Um, a foggy day. I can't see a thing. In I don't know. London town. Oh. Go ahead. I, I don't know this. Song. Has me low, has me down. Down. Uh, excellent. <laughs> Listen to that voice. You don't. You don't hear that voice. You feel that voice. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, that's all. I know, isn't it? Ladies and gentlemen, you're watching. Hey, you guys. Hey, you guys, huh? Hey, you guys. Is yeah. that from the Goonies? It is indeed. Yeah. Nice. Hey, you guys. Hi there. You guys do some serious, serious fighting in this. 
I feel like we rehearsed our fight forever. Yeah, but, so but that fun. was probably mostly because of me, because this is <laughs> no, like my first go around. No, yeah, what I hadn't realized, and I realized just in the doing of it, is you'll work on a sequence for weeks. And if you're like me, like nervous about it and want to do such a good job, and then you're with someone who's really seasoned, and you realize that it all changes in the day, anyways. And so, mm. what you want to do is work as hard as you can, but have flexibility and have some dexterity and be ready to throw stuff away and do something new and on the spot, which he's really, really good at. I want to be on the team. Has it got a name? It's, yeah, it's called the Re Revengers. Revengers? There are a lot of improv on set. You mean the whole film? No, or I mean the, the whole film, yeah. Oh, yeah. Given um, yeah, Tyga's yeah. comedy background. Yeah. And... I think that's Tyga's real strength, yeah. is he can take a scene, understand the structure of the scene and where mm -hmm. the scene fits into the structure of the film, yeah. and then play with it and play with the dialogue and come up with fresh things and there's something about the way he improvises that he encourages that a very present tense very spontaneous mm -hmm. invention for you two i mean this is a movie about the destruction of asgard but both of your characters have very complicated relationships with asgard hmm. mm -hmm. that is true that is yeah. true yeah i think they both feel like then they uh initially that perhaps they had no place in asgard there was no allotted role that they should play in the regime. But turns out, well, I won't spoil it. <laughs> I give you your incredible with none other than Carl Urban, otherwise known as Scourge. How are you tonight, sir? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I'm good. Much better now that you've shown up. Um, as you see, we have coordinated our outfits. We have. Look at this. We are we're mentioned tonight. There we go. We got, we got our Hella Green on, right? We got Hella Green on. We're, in honor of Hella, that's what we're doing. So you, you are no stranger to the franchise. Um, you've done a few movies that have uh, large followings. What is distinct and unique about stepping into the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, I think unlike a lot of the other movies that I've done, uh, there are some real superheroes here, there are some real supervillains, there's some shady types, and some real Asgardians. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you are also known as um, perhaps once in a while pulling a prank on a set or being the object of a prank. Oh, where did you get that information? I mean, that's allegedly. This is allegedly. Did you pull any alleged pranks on set or did anybody else? Look at allegedly. Um, on this one, not so much. Not so much. I mean, a Taika Waititi set is fast and loose, as it is. Yeah. But I can't wait to see this movie, by the way. I have not seen it yet. You haven't seen any Tonight of it? Tonight will be the first time that I have seen this movie, and I can't think of a better way to see it than with the fans. I can't wait. Sure. Well, we're talking live to them now. Um, right. Can you tell me a little bit about your arrival on set? You know, everybody's talking about the haircut that Thor got, but he's not the only one who got the haircut treatment. Oh, yeah, Thor got a haircut. I was the one who got the haircut. Right. I turned up on set, and Taika, the, our, our esteemed director, greeted me with a while and shaved all this off. Completely shaved it off. Now, were you prepared for that? Did you know that was going to be I happening? It was going to happen. I embraced it. What are you going to do? Well, I am impressed by the fact that he did it himself. Oh, he did it himself. He was—he he, uh, literally stopped directing the movie and came out and shaved my head and then went back to directing his movie. Like you do. Come on, that's commitment, right? Exactly, down yeah. to the last detail. Yeah. You work with Kate Blanchett a ton in this movie. Oh, she's the reason I did this movie. 
I mean, uh, all of my scenes with Cape Blanchett. We um, we did a little film a years ago called Lord of the Rings. I don't know if you heard of it. Nah. What is this? What is this you speak of? But I never had any scenes with her. So to work with her on this was uh, absolutely amazing. I can't wait to see uh, how it turns out. I'm excited for you to see it. I'm going to let you go on one sec. One last question. Yeah. You allegedly once in a while. Allegedly. I love allegedly. allegedly. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I pick up your cue. I got I it. I know, I know improv. Um, you allegedly once in a while like to take a little souvenir from the set. If you were going to take a Thor souvenir, what would you want? If I was going to take a Thor souvenir, um, I would probably take my axe, I think. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And that, that allegedly may or may not have happened. Allegedly. Well, you have an allegedly good time tonight. No, I'm gonna, allegedly, I'm going to have a great time. Because? I'm already allegedly having a great time. Allegedly. That, well, the movie is unallegedly fantastic, and you're great in it. Enjoy. Let's see it. That was Carl Urban from the red carpet premiere of Thor Ragnarok. And before that was an interview with Tessa Thompson and Tom Hiddleston. And, of course, off the top was the interview with Jeff Goldblum. I have to say, before I move on, that I am super excited to move on to more of these shows, and it's giving me the opportunity to rewatch all the films in the MCU, and doing so in order. I hope that my shows encourage all of you to go out and rewatch these movies again yourself. Finally, let's listen to an interview with Thor's Avenger co-star, Hulk, aka Bruce Banner, played by Mark Ruffalo, right here on The Zero Hour. with Chris and he was remarking that you guys despite having done a bunch of movies together now really haven't had that many scenes together so this was a new thing for you guys totally we, we haven't had any scenes yeah I was I've been in scenes with him but never but like not. had a scene with him we found each other in the Avengers uh, press junket really mm -hmm. they paired us one day and we had uh -oh. such a good time and then we we're like let's find something to do together so really it's the press junkets that spawned the creative ideas. basically yeah what are the odds we survive this trip? I'd say the odds are about a million to one. What was it about um, the way Taika directed that made you guys feel safe kind of jumping into the unknown together? His fearlessness in the, in the face of a big studio movie, all the auspices of the franchise, and the <laughs> expectations of the fans, and, mm -hmm. and we were really like, we're breaking the mold here. We're like really breaking all the rules here. <laughs> and so... You are smashing the mold. We're smashing it. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> You had to have a director who was fearless enough in the face of all that to create a space where we could explore and we could play. And that's that's really what we were doing. We were just playing and it was innocent and it was scary, goofy, and we weren't afraid to be silly at times. I want to be on the team. Has it got a name? Yeah, it's called the Re Revengers. Revengers? Because I'm getting revenge. You're getting revenge, and you're... Um, I'm just undecided. You and Hulk and Valkyrie have a really interesting relationship. Yeah. She's his trainer. No, I'm like, he should know her. He, she <laughs> should be someone who... And, and we came up with the idea that she would be his trainer, so when she sees him, he kicks, she kicks his ass. And what kind of state is he in when um, he finally does transform back into Banner? He's been in the Hulk. <laughs> He's been in the trunk of the Hulk <laughs> car for, <laughs> for two years. His past neurological traumas no longer exist. Nice. And so Banner comes out, I always thought as like a 12-year-old a, a boy. He's very curious and he's very, uh, got a lot of energy and he's, you know, doesn't want to go back to, you know, right. doesn't know what he wants to do. And 
And Thor's got to coax him. We're the same, you and I. Just a couple of hot-headed fools. Yeah, same. Hulk like fire, mm. Thor like water. Well, kind of both like fire. But Hulk like raging fire, Thor like smoldering fire. <laughs> That was Mark Ruffalo on his role in Thor Ragnarok. And with that, we come to the end of the show this week. Join me next week as we look at Black Panther, the final movie released before Avengers Infinity War and the beginning of the end of Phase 3. In the meantime, head on over to superlativeradio.com and check out all of our great content there, including past episodes of The Zero Hour and our other two syndicated radio shows, The Country Goldmine and Vinyl on Chrome, both airing on local radio stations across Canada. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash superlative radio and support us at patreon.com slash superlative radio. Also, if you've got a question or comment, feel free to email me at the zero hour NB at gmail.com or leave a comment on our Facebook page. I'll see you guys next week for another fantastic time right here on the zero hour. <laughs>